Hi, I'm Jervis Lewis, and in this video I'm going to show you how to use a UI collection view. This is something, if you've seen the Photos app, you know what it is. It's not a table view, it's very similar to a table view, but it's not just a column layout, it can be a grid layout, or in fact a very convoluted layout if you are keen enough to get involved with the UI collection flow layouts. But we're not going to do that today, we're going to just uh, cover the basics of how to create a UI collection view from the single view application template. So what is a UI collection view in detail? It's very similar to a UI table view, uh, but the layout is a bit different. Whereas a table view has defined one column and a lot of rows, a collection view can have uh, grid layouts by default in columns as well as rows, but it can also be customized. And this, the way this looks on the screen is defined by something called the UI collection view flow layout. Sounds complicated, but we're going to ignore it for now. It's something that you can get into and do fancy, do fancy things with if you wish at a later point. Uh, right now, the, the mission here is to get a collection view up and running and then, you know, worry about the other bits and bobs later. Unlike a table view controller, when we drag that in, a UI collection view controller comes with just an empty cell. They do that so that you can uh, define it yourself and there doesn't seem to be something like a default way. So we have to do that manually. And if you haven't done that before, it's an interesting way to get acquainted with it. It's the same principle in the table view if ever you want to create more fancy table view cells. A collection view also requires a data source and a delegate, which will then populate each cell. And also it can have sections, just like table views have multiple sections, and the items in each section are equivalent to the cells in a table view. Selections are a little bit different than with table views as well. On one hand, we have the did select item at index path and did deselect item delegate method, so you can record when a cell is selected or deselected. But you also have another property, which is the highlight and unhighlight delegate method. So that's uh, when somebody just touches the screen, that's a highlight, and lift the finger, that's then turning into a selection. I'll explain more about that later. The interesting thing about those UI collection view cells is that they have a stack of background properties, and that's important to understand what's happening there because it can make our life a lot easier. It sounds all very complicated, but it isn't really. Um, so the first thing that that you define, that you drag into the cell, say a label or an image or something, that will happen on top of the cell's content view. That's a property that's, that's um, uh, much like an empty table view cell. Uh, there's nothing in it, there's just a view, and anything you drag on top of that view will be visible. So a label, an image view, something like that. But there's also something going on underneath the content view. And it's important to understand because if you turn the content view's background color to something, it will obscure whatever's underneath it. And so it's always a good idea to not do that. Because underneath it, there is something called the cell's background view and the cell's selected background view. And those are views that are initially nil, but we can populate them with our own view and then change the or define the background color of those. And then if somebody selects a cell, the background view will be swapped out into the selected background view. And if somebody unselects the cell, the uh, selected background view gets, uh, gets hidden again and the background view gets shown again. And all that happens underneath the content view. So that's one of those things. I will explain how this works. 
The tools we're going to use for this are, of course, Xcode 6.1 and iOS 8.1 on the iPhone simulator, and we're going to do all that in Objective-C. It's a little bit more complex than setting up a table view, mainly because not everything is provided for us. Having said all that, let's hack some code. As always, I'm going to start with a brand new Xcode project here, and I'm going to call it Collection View, and then I'm going to put it on my desktop. I'm going to use the single view application here. And we're going to do this in Objective-C. While we're here, I'm going to select both of these view controller classes, which are provided by the template, and I'm just going to get rid of them. We're going to create our own ones in just a moment. I'm also going to go over into the main storyboard, and I'm going to delete this uh, single view controller here. And then down here, in my um, objects palette, I'm going to grab a collection view controller, this guy. So this will provide a view controller as well as a collection view. An all-in-one kind of, you know, hooked up, ready-to-rock package. And notice what happens here. This is an Xcode 6 specific uh, improvement, shall we say. If you don't have an, an existing view controller and you put your first one in, in Xcode 4 and Xcode 5, the arrow was provided here to set this as the initial root view controller. Uh, sadly, that behavior has changed in Xcode 6 and they just, you know, improved it away. So in order to bring that back, you head over to the um, attributes inspector here. And down here on the view controller, you just tick this box that says is initial view controller, and then that arrow comes back. Now the collection view controller comes with a collection view, and in the collection view is the collection view cell. And we also have this collection view flow layout, and that's the thing that governs where the cells are. This is a little bit like in a table view controller where you have this single cell as a well, as an example, more or less. I'm gonna make this a bit bigger. I'm gonna hold down my Shift key to constrain the proportions to about 100. It doesn't have to be accurate. Well, we'll just say 100. And with the table view controller, we had these default values here. There were four kind of templates that you could choose from, uh, one with, just with the title, one with the title and subtitle, and so forth. But the collection view controller doesn't have that anymore. It's, uh, it's meant to be, you're kind of meant to be in charge of um, what's happening to your cells. So to make this visible without anything in it, I'm going to give this a color. So uh, under in the with the cell selected, with the attributes inspector selected, under background, I'm just going to make this something something nice. So maybe this kind of peach color here. And I'm going to do the same to the collection view. I'm going to select the collection view, which is now so black, light cannot escape. And again, in the um, attributes inspector, I'm going to come down to background and I'm going to make it perhaps dark gray. There we go. That's, you know, stylish. Also, before I continue, I'm going to head over to file and open a new tab here. I like doing this so that my storyboard is in one tab and I can code in another tab. So uh, to have any code, we're going to create a new file, so file new or just command N. Under iOS source, we're going to create a new Cocoa Touch class, which is going to be a collection view controller. There, collection view controller, that's exactly what I'm going to call it. And that'll create a header 
and an implementation file for us. While I'm here creating new files, I'm going to create a new one, uh, also going to be a Cocoa Touch class, and this is going to be my UI Collection View Cell. There we go, that's exactly what I'm going to call it, Collection View Cell. This would be the custom cell, because we don't have these templates, as I said, with the table view controller, we need to create our own and to put a property there that we can uh, access, we're going we're gonna to need a new class here. So you have the collection view controller, H&M file, and we're also going to have the collection view cell, H&M file. It's going to be a really simple class. In the collection view controller implementation file, we have a lot of code provided here for us already so that's that's quite nice this is a little bit like the UI table view controller template when you create a new class it has a lot of code provided and we're gonna go through this step by step first of all we're gonna hook this up in the storyboard so back in the storyboard let's select that collection view controller and over here in the identity inspector I'm gonna give it my custom class here, collection view controller and the same I'm going to do with the cell. So I'll select the cell, or just click on here. I, I like clicking on here because it's more sort of you know accurate when I to, to find it. This is always a bit hit and miss. I'm going to give this my custom class here, which is just collection view cell. In order for these things to show up, let's head back into the code and configure some properties here. Those two warnings. They're here as a little reminder here. This is just like in the table view controller. This is the number of sections in a collection view. You can have uh, one section or several sections. In our case, we're just going to start with one section. Each section can have a header and a footer, just like in a table view. So we're just going to say one, and we're going to get rid of this warning. And likewise, down here in the collection view number of items in section, this is also just like in the table view, you just give it how many items you want to display. I'm going to do this really easy. I'm going to say I want to display 50 cells. In reality, you would probably count the number of items you have in your mutable array or in, in core data or whatever and then return that number. We're going to make it fixed because it's just about how to build a collection view here. And that's all we really need to configure. Right now we're going to return an empty cell, but it should be yellow and highlight just the way I marked it in my storyboard. There's only one other thing, and that's again, that's provided by the template. If we scroll up, the, the template class has provided a static and a string here, which is just called cell. And uh, this is the cell identifier. This is going to be mentioned further down when we're going to over here that is. This creates cell with a DQ reusable cell with reuse identifier. So this basically recycles cell objects as they scroll on and off the screen so that if you had 50 cells but only 10 fit on the screen then uh, basically only well 12 I guess are uh, managed behind in the in the background and not 50 so that's you know that's easy on the memory if we change that which we have to then we we can uh, we can change this once up here in the template or you can just get rid of this and place the NS string right here you know kind of a little little helper thing that the template class provides here Going back in the storyboard here and selecting the cell, the reuse identifier is in the attributes inspector. And it's the very first one here, identifier. So the template calls it cell, so we're going to call it cell as well. But you can call it anything you like. Just make sure that if you change this value, this value basically has to match 
whatever's up here over here or more accurately down here but this is now the same now if I run this in my simulator perhaps on the iPhone 5s then technically I should be seeing 50 cells in theory in practice, however, I see nothing, and you think, hmm, what have I done wrong? Is there anything, are the delegates and the data sources not hooked up? But no, that is all correct, that's all fine. It is, in fact, that template again that is providing us with a one-liner here in code that kind of ruins everything for us. And that's right here in the viewDidLoad method, and it's this here, register cell classes. As soon as you take that out, and again, this has totally worked in Xcode 4, well, in Xcode 5 and Xcode 4. And the template provides something that isn't really appropriate when we're using Storyboard. So let's try this again, comment it out, and there we go. This is all our cells here. My wife tells me I should be writing a book called One Line of Code and No One Tells You. I guess one day I will do. And this is the one line that we need to eliminate for this to work. There, so this is our collection view with basically nothing, just 50 cells and a nice yellow uh, template. Right now it scrolls up and down, but we can also make it scroll left and right. And the way we do that is we go back into the storyboard. And now we need to select that collection view flow layout. And when we do that under the attributes inspector, there's the scroll direction, which is vertical right now, but we can change this to horizontal. And then if we run this again, then we can scroll left and right, and no longer up and down. Okay, that's a great start. Maybe we should print something into our cells here, because, you know, plain yellow is a bit uh, boring. And we're going to do that right now. This is where our custom cell class comes into play. So first of all, back in the storyboard, I'm going to grab myself a label and drag that right into the middle of this. Perhaps I'm going to just say X, center it inside the label, make the label a bit bigger here, fill out the entire cell. And I'm going to also say perhaps 40 is a good number, and system bold, something like that. That's quite cool. We've already associated the cell with this, so as soon as I drag a label onto the cell, this is all uh, associated correctly but what we haven't done is we haven't found an outlet for that label yet so let's go into our assistant view here this used to be a little butler sign now it's a double circle with an intersection here the assistant editor let's get rid of this and with the label selected on our jump bar we need to go onto the collection view cell header file because it needs to be a public property and uh, control clicking from that label into the class, I'm going to create myself an outlet and I'm going to call that text label to be in line with that um, table, view, table view we're so familiar with. So now we can speak to that in our custom class. And if we head back over to our code, then uh, in our collection view controller, implementation file, the first thing we need to do is import that custom class here. So collection view cell. And if we scroll down further into this method here, the uh, collection view cell for item at index path, we're going to configure ourselves a cell now. So uh, the template provides a generic UI collection view cell. 
but since we have our own cell we're gonna use it as well so uh, collection view cell cell and we're gonna dequeue that just as we did before and now we're gonna configure it so in our cell text label text we can now put a string so um, usually this would be your data but because we don't have any data I'm just gonna write out the index path dot row here and uh, we'll do that via ns string string with format percent i i believe is probably wrong but uh, the auto fix is going to correct that for me index path dot row so just the just the number and indeed there's that little warning it's something really ridiculous it's a uh, percent li and i'm going to typecast the index path to along of course why not xcode if it makes you happy so if we run this again there we go that's the numbers well 0 to 50 because the array well the index path is, uh, is starts with 0 if we want to do this for this to be 0 rather than 0 to 49 if we want this to be uh, 1 to 50 all we need to do here is say index path dot row plus 1 and that should take care of that. Also, because I don't really like scrolling left and right, I'm going to go back into my storyboard, select the collection view flow layout, and change this back to vertical. And if we run this again, we're having the numbers 1 to 50 displayed, and we can scroll up and down. Nice, it's a good start. To deal with selections, we can implement methods that are, again, fairly familiar to us. And maybe we'll do that down here in the collection view delegate. Uh, there are uh, four methods that may be of interest. Uh, one of them is uh, did select item at index path. This is called when somebody taps a cell and it is therefore then selected. There's another method that is called when some when another cell is selected or when a cell is deselected, and uh, it is, as you may have guessed, collection view did deselect item at index path. And those are the two methods we're familiar with from the table view. But there are also uh, two other methods here, which are um, the equivalent for the highlight or highlighted messages. So there's a collection view did highlight item at index path and there is collection view did unhighlight item at index path I don't know if unhighlight really is a verb but uh, Xcode seems to think so and the difference between selection and highlighting is that a selection happens when the user puts the finger onto the screen and lifts the finger again. That's the cell selected. And unselected, of course, the user does that again to the same cell and lifts the finger. And the highlighting happens the moment where the finger goes down on the display. So the cell goes from unselected to finger touches the glass, then it is highlit, and then the finger lifts from the glass and then it is selected and uh, likewise on the way back the, the the selected cell is being tapped so finger goes onto the glass then it is highlit again and uh, then the finger lifts then it's unselected and unhighlit again or unhighlighted so you can call these methods and then react accordingly 
But if you want to make a visual change in these cells as they are uh, as they are being selected or highlighted, there is something else that we can do in the collection view cell class. Let me go into the implementation file of that cell and show you how we can uh, mark cells as highlight. Actually, before I do that, I'm going to go into my uh, asset catalog and I've prepared a few images here so I don't have to use these god-awful colors that are provided. I'm just going to use your image uh, with pattern image and I'm going to use these. So they're named blue, green, pink and yellow. Just looks a little bit nicer and it's, you know, it's a nice graphic little touch. So in the collection view cell implementation file, I'd like for this to happen when the cell is instantiated. So first I'm gonna look for a method that's called awake from nip. And that's the method that is called if my cell is instantiated via the storyboard. And there's uh, two fairly interesting things we can do here. So rather than, if I go back into my storyboard quickly, the background color that I've set here via the storyboard, I'm going to set that back to transparent as it was before default. So I basically don't see the cell at all. And I'm going to set my background color when the cell is instantiated in code. And the reason why I do that is because uh, in the storyboard, I'm not actually setting the background color of the uh, cell. I'm setting the, the background of the content view. And uh, there are there's a, quite a few things going on in a UI collection view cell. There's the, the standard content view, which is currently what the label is in. But behind that is a property called the background view. And if I would sell, if, and they're all, they're all just views stacked on top of each other. And if I were to, obscure that with a background view of the content view, then I don't get to see the background view. So think of it as a, as a stack. At the very bottom you have the background view of the cell. Then on top of that you have the content view, which is where we're dragging in labels. And um, the background view, the lower level, can be switched out by the system. And here's how this works. If we set the background view in code. First of all, we're going to have to create a view ourselves. So I'm going to call my BG view. And then I'm going to add that view to my cells background view. If I don't do this, the background view of the cell is nil and I can't actually access any of the properties. So that's why I'm creating my own view and add it there so that this property is not nil. And now that it exists, I can manipulate it. So I can say self background view, background color. So I'm going to create a UI color with a pattern image of the one that I've just dragged in. And that image is called blue. So my standard background is going to be blue instead of yellow. Now maybe I'll comment this as well. So this is the background color. So the background, the very lowest layer is blue now, on top of which is the label. And if somebody selects the cell, then this view is being switched off and another stack on that layer underneath the content view is switched on, which is the selected background view. It's a little complex, but basically we're going to do the same thing again. Uh, self bounce. And then we're going to go self selected background view equals selected view. And then same thing again, self-selected background view, background color. And this time I'm gonna make it pink. So UI color 
color with pattern image, UI image, image named, pink. Okay, that should do it. Let's see what happens if we run this. So now our cells shouldn't be yellow anymore, they should be blue. And they are indeed. There we go, I can scroll this. And as soon as I tap a cell, it turns pink. Well, and if I tap another cell, the previous cell gets unselected and a new cell gets selected. So that's cool so far. This I'm doing this this way because it's easier than writing a lot of code in the in the two methods in our collection view controller under these four methods here. It did select item, did deselect item. So I'd have to do all this manually. Did select item, I'd have to change the color into pink. And as soon as it deselects, I have to change the color into blue. This gets complicated if I had multiple sections and each section would have a different color. So one would be maybe green and another one would be yellow. And then as soon as I selected, they turned pink. But if I deselected, I'd have to figure out, hey, which section have I just deselected something from? So uh, this is a much easier way to do it and just uh, make use of these two properties, the background view and the selected background view. On top of which you have the content view, it's, you know, it's a stack type thing. Now, right now, if I select another cell, the previous cell gets deselected, and that is something we have to do in code. Uh, Xcode, for some reason, doesn't provide that as a property in the storyboard, but it's fairly easy. It's best to do this in the view did load method and say self collection view allows multiple selection. So allow selection is already, that's a property we can set in the storyboard and that's that's set to um, yes by default, but allows multiple selection isn't there, isn't selectable. So if we set that to yes, and then we run this again, then we see that I can now select multiple cells and in fact deselect them as well. There are also methods, I'm not going to cover that here, but there are also methods in which you can move cells around from one position to the other. And of course, you'd have an underlying data structure that would take care of rather than numbers. It would be, you know, rather complex values. I've got a working demo of this code that I've just written here on GitHub. I'm on github.com forward slash verse Lewis and just search for collection view. I'm also going to give you a link at the bottom of this article. That was it. I hope it was helpful to get you started with collection views. There's a lot more that we could say about this uh, and I may do that in the future in a future screencast. So until then, if you like this video, please share it with friends, family, and total strangers. And uh, please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. Bye for now. I will see you next time.